0: Today is Thursday, November 29th, and the hot stove is freezing cold, but the Yankees did make some moves. We got to say goodbye to little baby toe. We got voicemails. We got fun history tidbits. There's stuff to do. There's things to talk about. Let's enjoy it while we can. Let's talk Yank. steaming hot takes your yankees
1: news with these two fine it's time for talking yanks talking yanks with old john boy john boy jake talking yanks with old john boy john boy jake
0: what's up everybody thank you for joining another episode of talking yanks it's been a fun november not really not really it hasn't been that fun Thanksgiving's cool, I guess. This episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by a super special person named Adam Dorsey. A.D.? You think he goes by A.D.? think he goes by uh, Adam Dorse? Dor- Dorsey. Dorsey. He's our most recent Patreon subscriber. $2 a month. Good timing by Adam because it's the 29th, and that means there's only two days left before we pick the winner of the November raffle. So, um, yeah, just sign up right now. Put your name in the raffle, $2. Don't win or win, and then stay in the raffle for next month. It wasn't the don't smoothest. W- don't
1: win was your sell?
0: Win, stay in the raffle for next month. There you go. Zimmer, edit that and post. Great. Okay. Cool. Thanks Adam. We appreciate it. Adam gets uh, his name in the raffle. There's we give away two free jerseys every month. One is a contest. Albert won that last episode. One is a raffle. And that's all. And he gets live access. There's some people watching us live right now. We get uh we get uh video access so you can see Jake's beautiful face and his nice hair and his all his Did I mention your beautiful face? I think yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. Jake's in Denver. How you doing, Jake? What's your mood?
1: Doing well, man. I'm a little little fried. It was a busy day. I got enough energy for both of us, don't worry. Yeah, I've seen that, and that's fine. And I'll I'll bring my energy at the right points. It'll be more impactful that way instead of you just road runnering all over the place.
0: Yeah, but if you could do an even spread, I wouldn't have to do a lot.
1: I'm like, I'm the, I'm the silly Italian dad. Like, oh, you know what? Oh, he's going to be silly. Yeah, he's pretty low-key. Oh, you know, he doesn't care. The kids are playing ball in the house again. But you bring home that first D on the report card, tone totally changes. Get the switch. Well, that's a little... I thought you said tone totally changes. Oh, D on your report card. Guess who's getting the D now? Mom. Your mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a terrible opening, and that was talking
0: Yanks. Well, did I open with? Don't win, and you opened with. I'm gonna bang mom
1: because you yep. did bad it's in a, school. It's a popular show. It's a popular program. This let's talk Yanks. Let's just. <laughs> and <laughs> that's Jimmy. That's that's where we're at right it now. Might but- be
0: our worst attempt at pre pre pre-yankee banter in a while i think it was the
1: best attempt and i just think it's the state of affairs in yankee nation everyone's freaking out by the way today thursday yeah is going to be a nightmare on yankees twitter because corbin's visiting the yanks
0: yeah well it it was the nightmare the other day because he visited philadelphia i know as if he's not going to visit the teams he's interested that are that are interested in him that was crazy i was getting dms like yo he's going to philly this ain't good of course he's going to Philly. They're going to offer him a lot of money. They're going to want to meet him.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think basketball is the only sport where they have that kind of stereotypical, like, yo, if if this guy comes and visits you, you don't let him in the building until he signs. But that's because basketball, they have a max offer. Like, Pat Corbin's going to visit these guys and get the best offer he can and sign there.
0: Yeah, we can talk about Corbin for a little bit before we get into other stuff then. Because I was just having a conversation on Twitter because I always find it funny. Joel Sherman, who I like Joel, said, you know, what the Yankees... The the Phillies may outbid the Yankees, but the Yankees have that Corbin's local kid on their side. And in my whole life, all the media and all fans, I've always heard, yeah, he's going to want to play for his hometown. Everyone wants to play for the hometown. It was either you're indifferent. Doesn't do it for you, or you want to, and not until I listened to R two C two when I heard C C Zabathia say, "Nah, he doesn't want to play for his hometown," and Kutch didn't want to play for his hometown, and there's players out there that don't want to play for the hometown. I didn't even know that it existed. Oh like, yeah, oh the media and the fans, like we're just like always gung ho. He's like, gonna want to play for his hometown, and then there's players that are like, "Nah, I don't want that," and the, the reasoning is they get hounded for tickets nonstop. Yeah, visitors start popping up. Yeah, Yeah. all their family and friends are there. Everyone wants to hang out after the game. Uh, And it's kind of just like you're... You know, like when you go home for a week and everyone wants to see you. And my mom's like, hey, you got to visit this friend and this friend. They want to see you. And I'm like, mom, those are your friends, not my friends. It seems like that's what it is every day when you play in your hometown. But... It's very case-by-case. Case. I'm not saying that that's for everyone, neither was CC. I just didn't even know there was players that didn't enjoy it at all. It didn't cross my, my brain. But Corbin has said he wanted to play for the Yankees. I, I don't really put much stock into that. Why would he say the opposite? He'd be an absolute idiot to say the opposite.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Hope Hopefully this uh, – I mean, he's on the tour, which you'd you'd like to think that means there's an end in sight, but – yeah, we're just we're hurting for news, hurting for news. But we did get the big news. Yeah,
0: Parker Bridwell, pick him up off waivers from the Angels, and DFA Ronald Torres, little baby toe, big toe, whatever you call him. Uh, a couple days later, Ronald Torres gets moved to the Cubs for a player to be named later. PDBNL. I have so many ways to go with this news. Should we just do gut feelings and thoughts before we go into who Parker is and all that? I thought we were just
1: going to go into song. We sang too much on the radio show this morning. You sang too much on the radio show this morning. Correct. I did all the singing. Anyway. Oh, where, oh, where, can my baby be? The Lord took him away to me. He's oh. gone to Chicago and he's going to be an all-star so I can see toe in the all-star game.
0: United! For those people <laughs> that listened to Talking Yanks before the 2018 season and after, let me just sum up all the conversations about Ronald Torres. Sure. Before the season, Jake and I had a debate. I said he'd, he'd lend himself more to a Ramiro pena career Utility guy, but never become more than that, probably six years in the majors. Jake said he leaned more towards DJ LeMahieu type and could eventually fight for a batting title in his future. Um, since then, he's been sent to the minors, played 40 games, and now he's been DFA'd and then traded for a player to be named later.
1: I think it's hilarious that you think you're winning this. Well, okay. What's toes? Toes twenty five with a two eighty one career batting average.
0: Yeah, and he just got sent to the minors, DFA'd, and traded for a player to be named later.
1: He got traded for an NL contender. Could be a really good player to be named later.
0: My my love, I love toe as much as all Yankee fans do. And um, when I found out that people weren't ironically liking him, like people right. were. Yankee fans were valuing his clubhouse presence and his funniness more than his play. That's when I was out. I was, I cannot do this anymore. And then Twitter today, like I got requests to make a goodbye toe video. I'm I'm out. I'm not part of the the toe stands out there. He was funny because he's short. If toe was five eleven, no one gives a shit about him. Honestly. If Toe was five foot eleven, no one would care about him, at
1: all. I, I disagree with you slightly, just well, because okay, I was those, being uh, uh, hyperbolic. Uh, well, well, no, just those people, because those people that are doing that are the whole camp that's like, oh, the Yankees need contact hitters. We're striking out too much, so you'd still be getting that. Yes, but I mean, he wasn't part of the team
0: last year, and not yeah. because he was bad. Neither because they, was Tommy Canley. They, I know, I know. Send him out. We could expect some weird news with there. I wouldn't be surprised either. I'm just saying, uh, Toe was really fun in 2017. It was a blast. Loved yeah. him. He's not... He doesn't bring anything. He brings contact, soft singles. He's not going to be part of this team moving forward. He doesn't take away
1: anything, though. A bench You know spot. what I'm saying? A spot for he- someone who can do more. Potentially. I mean he's he's going to come in he's going to hit 280 and he's going to play three defensive positions on the infield. He's better suited for the National League. He's he's an injury wake from getting a ton of runs. Look at the year Brock Holt made the All-Star team. Okay? His stats are very toe-esque. And the the whole thing is this guy has the hit tool, which is the the hardest tool to have in sports. Um Again, I was more so saying DJ LeMahieu to get you off of Ramiro Pena cuz I think Ronald Torres is going to have a 10-12 year MLB career. I um, think
0: I still think he's going to have the same career as Ramiro Pena. I, all right. I, so he, we will see. Is he going to be is he going to be in the Cubs 25-man roster? I think if, as
1: of now, yeah, I think that's part of the reason they picked him up.
0: Oh, so someone did ask about the process of when a guy gets DFA'd so i can try and explain it with in in normal human terms. But first i got to get my dog off the bed cuz he's just too old to get off the bed himself and he's just looking around all sad. I'll
1: will talk a little. Oh, you're taking the headphones off. Okay. Well, um I'm going to improv and we'll see if Jimmy listens to this or edits it or not. But what from i know from the waiver rules is that if you get DFA'd, there's a 10-day period where you either you need to get traded, cut, or reassigned somewhere. If nobody claims you in those ten days, you could get reassigned in the organization. That's kind of what I have on the DFA, Jim.
0: Yeah, so you get DFA designated for assignment. You get put on waivers, uh, and yeah, you you said it. They, there's so the, he he didn't. You can get traded before you clear waivers, right? Because so because the Cubs didn't want to risk someone higher up on the waiver wire, a team with a worse record claiming him for free. Claiming him for free. So the Cubs are like, we'll pay a small price to make sure he we get him. So he was wanted by the Cubs, which is kind of cool. If 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 no one wants to trade for him and nobody claims him on waivers, this is what happened to Chris Carter in 2017, then Chris Carter or that or this player has to decide, okay, do I want to become an outright free agent and hope a team picks me up or do I want to get outrighted to the minor league Teams for the team I'm on. So for the Yankees at Scranton and all those. And it was very surprising when Chris Carter in 2017, no one claimed him. No one wanted to trade for him. And he chose to get outrighted instead of become a free agent because the Yankees in 2017 were the number one team that needed a major league first baseman. So he was like, if I just go to the minors, my odds of being a major league player are still as strong. Or strongest with the team that DFA'd me. And then he was back up after like a week when Austin tore his hamstring or whatever it was. So that's kind of how the process works. Um, Money-wise, money the the Yankees have to pay out the remainder of Toe's contract, but the Cubs can pick up some of it and subtract. if That's in the, if it's in the middle of the season. So I don't know how it works sure. now. But that's the process. Someone asked, and I, I mean, this stuff is becoming more and more of the Daily Fan's interest contracts yeah. and back ends it's it's much more part of the game blame darren Ravel.
1: out of the park baseball yeah
0: okay so uh parker bridwell jake
1: yeah toe's gone see see a little guy see in the all-star game in a couple years
0: go to iowa and watch him on the cubs AAA team okay i think the yankees could have could have sent him i think they could have outrighted him every player can be outrighted without consent once
1: Here's here's the other thing we're missing. I mean, the the bigger story here is just the Yankees forty man, and this will turn into Parker Bridwell. But again, this is Cashman has a board in his office that nobody can see that he has his ideal twenty five man and his ideal forty man. You have to put these and special Ronald, glasses on to see it. Yeah, it's one of those. It's kind of like an escape the room thing. Ben, it's National Treasure treasure map.
0: Ben Franklin's spectacles. It's like blue mm. and green. Nicolas and, Cage is in the room.
1: Yeah, yeah. You have to give him a firm handshake.
0: Who's player 38? Flip to green. What was that? That was someone asking Cashman who player number 38 is, and Cashman's like, flip to the green lens. And then, wow. And then he sees him. Parker Bridwell. Also known as uh, Parker Bridwell.
1: Yeah, so I, I guess this is this is the thing that's a little scary, but also not scary. The The guy had one decent season. Um, I'm gonna guess he's a sinker ball pitcher because the guy didn't have any strikeouts in his good season. Um, he so two years ago, 2017, he goes 10 and three, three six four ERA. We like that. 20 games started, 121 innings pitched, 73 strikeouts. Uh, so again, three six four ERA, pretty good. He had a four eight four FIP. If you're into that kind of thing, Jim. Uh, Last year, lost year, injuries at 17.55 ERA (laughs) when he was in the bigs. I just think we'll we'll see how this roster plays out. You and me have talked about a need for a six-man in the rotation. How I'm picturing this Yankees roster coming into the year is that Parker Bridwell would be our eighth starter, seventh or eighth starting pitcher. Well, he has to be on the 25-man. No, he has to be on the
0: 40-man. No, he has to be on the 25-man. He's out of options. So he is a He is a A.J. Cole, Jason Shreve, Louis Sessa. We have four guys now. Uh, Cole, Sessa, Shreve, and Herman, who are out of options, I believe. And
1: so... That doesn't seem right, because he's only had... No, I did this on Twitter with... A year Joe. and a half of ball. but I, I Okay, I'll, I'll let you run with it. But
0: Yeah, because otherwise the Angels could have just sent him down. Right. You could say the same thing about Toe, though. They could have sent Toe down. The Yankees could have sent Toe down. They decided to just get rid of him. I think they didn't want the circus that comes with sending Toe down like they had last year in the clubhouse. Okay. But Parker can't. He has to be on the 25-man roster which is interesting because then it's like, okay, is he going to be the long man now? Are they expecting something? Are they going to move him in a piece? Or is this just insurance? Like there's very good chance he doesn't break camp. And they're just like, well, we'd rather pick a waiver up on Bridwell and see what he can become. And hope he cracks the 25 man as the coal and then whatever the coal guy. And then he, his upside's better than Toe's upside with us.
1: Yeah, and I, I I guess I guess you bring him into spring training and if he's got it, he's got it. Um I don't know, man. That that's what scares me about this. We're you know, we know what Torres was. He's you know, call him up. He could play three defensive spots in case of emergency. He's gonna slap a single or two, keep it moving. Uh Parker Bridwell. I I just don't know. I I I don't want this guy coming into the year pitching for the Yankees. Uh I mean I
0: mean who who he I mean he's not going to be a starter. He's going to be like I I don't know what he's going to be. He's going to be nothing. I think he's going to be gone. Right. Or he's going to accept an assignment to go be on our Triple A team. Yeah. I mean, what's the best case?
1: He has a really good spring and then we DFA him and trade him for something? <laughs> I think I think best case is he has a good spring and they're viewing him as our long man. I I'm I mean I'm reading an article that you know, spin rate, blah blah blah, he got loose bodies removed from his uh elbow that ended his season in June. I have no idea, man. I I I really don't. It's it, like you said, I mean it turns into an in cash we trust thing, but I don't know. It, it just seems odd. It, I mean, maybe it's the nerds doing something, and they, you know, spin rate. They've, they've got a pitching Luke Voigt here, but I don't know, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, so your whole point, you were worried when he had to be on the 40-man. Now you find out he's going to be on the 25-man. You understand it even less.
1: Oh, I, I mean, I understand it fine, but I don't like it at all. Yeah.
0: I mean, you're, you're higher on Toe. I mean, I don't, think, I don't think Toe was cracking the team, and I don't think they wanted him as a clog. So but, I think that they got their this is a better spot with more upside. Like they see if, right if now if an infielder they
1: don't- gets if an infielder gets hurt next year and they called up Toe from AAA. You feel completely fine about it? No? Yes.
0: Yes. But I value that that AAA pitcher that we call up when a pitcher gets hurt more and we have none of those right now. But Parker Bridwell's not a AAA pitcher. But I'm I'm thinking maybe they think that he will accept an outright assignment.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the goal. Or, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's an odd little move. I mean, even the fact we're talking about it is odd. But that's yeah, because there ain't, it, this ain't is, out much going on. Yeah,
0: this is a nothing rule. He can't go to AAA without passing waivers. Yeah, I just I wanted to make sure we were correct on that.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm leaving the reading the River Ave Blues article on it now, but. Shout out, yeah. Mike! Good, job. good work, Mike. Good work, Mike. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, it's just why, you know. So even, like, what what was your best case for Parker Bridwell that he accepts an assignment to the minors?
0: No, the best case would be that we we get rid of Sessa Cole, like those guys are DFA'd, and Parker Bridwell becomes our our swingman that you've been talking about out of the bullpen, he becomes Cole. What Cole did for the first half, maybe Parker Bridwell can do now. And then you figure out. I don't like the Yankees having these guys without options on the roster because last year we fucking had Shreve for so long That's because he doesn't have options. And we had Cole for so long because he doesn't have options. Um, And when Boone had those guys, he just used them. Right. So are we going to be cursing? Like, is Bridwell going to make the the 25-man the out of spring? And then, and then Boone's going to use him all the time? We're like, take him away from Boone. But you know what? I think that he doesn't even crack the 25-man roster. I think he doesn't become a name that any Yankee fan ever remembers. And this all, whole conversation was all
1: for naught. Yeah, fake hot take Parker Bridwell doesn't throw a pitch for the Yankees.
2: Ooh.
0: This is
1: scary hot. Scary hot.
0: Let's go to voicemails. First voicemail we got is.
2: What's up guys? This is Chris from New York for Talking Yanks. I just wonder what you guys think why the Yankees would even do this Cano trade that they're talking about. Ellsbury's only owed forty something over the next two years with a five million buyout for the year after that. And then Cano has like five years left. Unless unless the Mariners agree to pay like at, at least half of that. I don't see why they even considered doing that deal.
0: All right. This is uh this is even less worth talking about than Parker Bridwell, in my opinion. This wow. Cano shit makes no sense. He's a lot of money, even an outright trade with Ellsbury. You're, you're you got Ellsbury for two years, whatever money it is, I think Chris just said it. And you have Cano for five years. And then, even that, Canoe's a good player right now. So you could get two good years out of Canoe. And then, if the Mariners eat enough money to where after those two years, you're totally fine with just saying goodbye and eating more money yourself. But with the suspension for PEDs, with. Oh, wow. With the. I'm talking from a Yankee standpoint. The sure. PED suspension, he was never. Transcended superstardom in New York, like he didn't bring in money, which is weird. They he would never marqueed, and I don't care about that. I'm talking about Yankee standpoint. That's business side. Like uh, he, you're 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 getting the five years of the contract you specifically didn't want, and he's not good at the positions you're going to ask him to play because he's an old second baseman. You're going to ask him to play new positions for five years and money when you can get like. Echevarria and or neil walker for way less it makes no sense to me i think there's way too many things that just say this doesn't make sense and um if this was not cano and and another aging superstar that didn't play for the yankees before it would be a no conversation for everyone but because he's got his yankee roots and he came up with us it becomes a conversation i, I don't see it happening i don't think it makes any sense but what do you think
1: yeah, it's it's a little bit of cold stove action. Uh for sure I'm I'm surprised you went uh you went PEDs and business on me, Jim.
0: Look at you. Well, there was all these rumors that that's why they didn't want that's why that was one of the reasons they weren't tied to bringing them back. Melky got popped, A-Rod got popped, They were all boys, They are all friends. Right. And if you're you got a young impressionable crew of players, juice them
1: up. Um yeah, I'm all for it. Get some stats out of him. Get Glaber getting 40 home runs. Yeah, I, Jim, I think the dream here is that Cano, well, A, he's the lefty bat. B, he has the nostalgia that people like. Uh, C, it would almost be Neil Walkerish because he played a little bit of third base last year, so people in their heads would be saying, oh, he can play third, second, and first. Um, and he could be, you know, those are the people that are done with Greg Bird. You know, he's he's the lefty to Luke Voigt's righty. Uh, the Mariners would have to eat so much money. Um, and hey, maybe there's a world that they're willing to do that, and they're they're clearly in the discussions. You know, we've heard Mets rumors in the past couple of days. If if the Mariners are eating enough money, everyone's kind of trying to see how far they'll go. And I mean, maybe you can do some creative contract stuff. That if if there's not a ton of money on the books for those final years that are looking ugly. Something could be feasible, but until any of that comes out, I mean, no. I mean, people are, people are, It's it's been funny to see on Twitter the people that are into salary cap and kind of how how the machine runs, because, you know, I've, I've, I've seen trade offers that are be like, oh, we'll give Clint Frazier, Abreu, well, it's like, no, like, the Mariners are trying to get rid of this cap. So we'll see. I mean, is, is there a world where maybe the Mariners will eat a ton of cake? Maybe. And, and maybe that works. But, uh, yeah, And un, until until that comes out, like you said, there's there's better options with way less risk right now.
0: Yes. That's a good way to sum it up. Better options with way less risk. And just, you know, why would you want to be tied to a guy for five years who's not one of your superstars in this era where they may try to get under the luxury tax in three years again? Yeah. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. I hate that we did so much time on these two topics. But this is yeah. what's in the news right now and this is Tough. what people are talking about.
1: Cold stove.
0: And do 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 the other thing is there was reported that the Mariners asked for Sonny Gray in the Paxton and Sheffield deal. The Yankees said no because Cash thinks he's gonna get a better haul for Sonny Gray, which he may, because yeah. there are good ways to break down Sonny Shear. Road yeah, starts. We might talk about that in a little bit. Okay. All right, uh, next voicemail.
2: Hey, what's up, John Boy and Jake? Sam from the Jersey Shore. Just a quick question. Do you think the trade for Paxton shows that Cashman doesn't think the Yankees could get Machado? Here's my line of reasoning. If Cashman had faith that they would be able to, um, to get Machado, I think he would have traded. I mean, I think I think Kluber's the superior pitcher to Paxton. I think he would have traded and Duhar. In a package deal for um, for Kluber, rather than trading for Paxton, I think I think that would have probably been what he would have done. And now that he traded for Paxton with Sheffield, I think. Do you think that shows that that he doesn't think that the Yankees are going to be able to sign Machado? Let me know what you think. Huge fan of the show. Keep it up, boys. Uh, all right, I'll talk to you later. Can't wait to hear what you have to say.
0: All right, thanks, Sam, for the call. Basically, because we traded for Paxton, does that mean we're not getting Machado? This is a little bit of a one plus B equals X. Yeah. uh, Because maybe Kluber wasn't on the table.
1: Connecting a lot of dots that aren't necessarily dots. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I would say this. It could. Sure. But it also more likely could not.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the lean I've seen is that Because Paxton is cost-controlled, that makes it more likely that they're going to get a Harper or Machado instead of just spending on pitching. Yeah. But that's even connecting dots.
0: I heard someone say earlier this week that Harper, you just add him to the team. And Machado, you add him and you got to do a lot of other maneuvering. So that's why they lean Harper.
1: Well, there's a lot of crazy people out there, Jim. It was you. It was you. Seen a guy, seen a guy kiss his dog's butt. That was you as well. That was also me. Blame Greg Bird. Wife
0: also Linda. The Linders are gonna want you to open the door.
2: His <laughs> young Blanjer is Jordan from Manhattan. It's a shame about Ronald Torreyes, but you know it was, the move was it was a solid move. It was a good move. We we didn't really need him, unfortunately, because I think we're gonna find a shortstop like Machado or maybe even Marwin Gonzalez and move later to shortstop. That's a possibility as well, but it needs to be done. Now we got to figure out what to do with Tyler Wade and Greg Bird. I guess. I don't know, but yeah. Well, what do you guys call from that?
0: All right. Well, thank you, Jordan from Manhattan for giving us a call from underneath your pool. I think he said he, what did he say? It was uh, he. I don't know. He sounded sad. It sounded sad and like he was underwater. But Jordan's he, he, a good, good kid. We've met him a bunch. But uh, he likes the toe move. What do we do with Bird and Wade? That
1: was the gist of his voicemail. Bird. I think our stance is both strong on this. Like you just keep him. His value is super low. Um, there's still a chance he could be good. He could be a lefty platoon option at, short, at first. Excuse me.
0: Or short, don't rule or anything. Or short, it's yeah. 2018. Athletic, nice it's all about apple. It's all about versatility. And Wade, if someone wants Wade, trade him. But if not, I don't think there's any harm keeping him. Jimmy, I don't think I can
1: talk about Tyler Wade. All right, cool. Next. Can I, wait. Oh, now you want to talk about him. I just, I want to get my final words out. Okay, talk about Tyler Wade. This is my Tyler Wade, I don't want to say burial but, Jimmy, he hit 155 in 2017. He hit 167 in 2018. He had the flu, Jake. Yeah, good.
0: You ever tried so to play with the flu?
1: See Michael Jordan's flu game? It's incredible. And, and Tyler Wade lost a little bit of his confidence, which is key. I just can't. Talk about Tyler Wade until I see him bat three hundred for like a week or twenty five at bats I think
0: that happened a week i I bet I can find you a three hundred a week out of Tyler Wade. I don't know, man uh maybe not, yeah, dude. wait, hold on, this is his best stretch right here
1: okay, yeah, I think I'm seeing it the July
0: stretch July eleventh to july twenty eighth seven games, five games started. 350 batting average, 381 on base percentage. He went seven for twenty. That is your week, dude. So wait.
1: This went wait, I gotta see when this when the week started and ended. Or oh, you so need was, him
0: you need him to do it for a calendar
1: week? Yeah. Like it,
0: just seven days don't work? Did I stutter? <laughs> okay. Really proud of him. Oh wait, no, no, no. no. There's a ten day gap in, in these games.
1: So it didn't happen. I'm just I I can't. Like, I, I really hope the guy's good. He's, he's shown speed and talent defensively, but he hasn't hit a ball when we're getting rid of Toe, who casually hits 300 when he wants to. Oh, shit, dude.
0: Okay, here's a seven-game stretch. He started four of the games. He played in seven. July 9th through July 14th, he hit 412 with a 412 on base percentage in this seven-game stretch. July I'm- 9th? July 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th. I'm done with him. He had 11 hits last year. Seven of them came in this week. Awesome. Go, Tyler, go.
2: Yeah. Hey, this is for Talking Yanks. I don't know if this question's been asked before, but what team do you think can uh, give us the best in return for Sonny Gray? What, what player, what position? Because uh, I think possibly the Reds or maybe the A's. So I want to know what you guys thought.
0: Thanks. Yeah, this one, best possible turn for Sonny Gray. I don't know. Brewers, A's, Reds are what I'm throwing out. I'm so – I haven't even tried to, like, actually nail down what his return is because we've had this conversation now four episodes in a row. You think it's going to be 25-man help you now? I think I wouldn't be surprised if it's minor leaguers. So – but I have no idea. Who's he help us get? A reliever? I mean, that would make sense if we can flip – if we're if we're doing a 25-man – guy right a reliever would make sense to me so which team has relievers unless it's scooter Jeanette and we put Tyler Wade who we're not talking about anymore I like that trade I don't know if it's realistic or anything it's not
1: enough but
0: Wade and Wade and Sonny for Jeanette's not
1: enough no it's only one year of Jeanette (laughs) yeah one year of Sonny and Two years of one sixty seven. No, seven years or five years or whatever. Yeah, even worse. It's a punishment.
0: <laughs> okay, give us your give us your answer then. What's a realistic uh, the,
1: the, I i like the Reds are fun. Um, just because it would be, you know, his old pitching coach, you got that storyline. The Reds are, say- Reds are saying they're players in free agency. Like, whatever that means, Cincinnati. Like, what are you guys doing? Um, and then how about I'll, I'll take another safety one, get Oakland. Just the old trade back. Like, <laughs> this did not work for us. How funny would would you take the return for Sonny? I think that's an interesting question. I mean, it sucks because it, it's it's Chapman, like, admitting failure, which I don't think we've ever seen him do. Cashman. Cashman. Well, no, if, if
0: the A's offered us Krappelin, Mateo, and Dustin Fowler for Sonny Gray. This is the exact same trade. It's reset. Would the Yankees take it?
1: Probably not. And Sonny's value is way lower. I heard your your guy, uh, well, all their values are lower, too. I know, but... Your Nebraska guy, Joey or whatever, he wants Caprillian back, so maybe. I don't want him back. He hasn't thrown a pitch since 2016. There you go. Talk to Joe about it. But, um, no. I, again, I just the prospect, we just talked about the 40 men. We just... We got rid of Toe for a player to be named later. Like we we don't have forty men options. I I do there is something to your okay, trade for these nineteen year olds and hope they they map out, but we're win now and we're you said like in your head a sunny Tyler Wade trade isn't far off from Scooter Jeanette. Then if, if No no no, I have I said I have no idea if that can happen. I just like it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um but I mean hey, even if even if Sonny and Clint could get you a year for Scooter Jeanette, do you do that? Mm, Clint, with how the outfield
0: was last year, mm, but then Clint, you can't bank on Clint because he's got a head problems. I don't know. I would hurt. It, it would hurt. Getting, it,
1: it would hurt to do that. You're getting an all star left fielder slash second baseman. If you.
0: we sign Harper, then trade Sonny for trade Clint and Sonny for Jeanette.
1: Well, because we signed, because we got Paxton, we can't get Machado. Yeah. So,
0: so keep Andujar, trade for Jeanette, sign Harper,
1: sign trade Corbin. Cano. Cano's here. No, 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 no. No, Mariners paid the whole thing. No, Jake, this is He's for real. He's a player coach.
0: This is for real. This is what I would do. Okay, give uh, it to me. If we sign Harper, all right, then I would be willing to trade Clint and Sonny. For Jeanette, which I think they might do, but I don't know how low Clint's values dropped and how scared they are of concussions. But then where are you
1: playing Scooter? He's That's ro- the whole point.
0: He's Rover. He can play second base as Glaber goes to short for the beginning.
1: Okay, as long as you got shortstop Glaber, then I'm fine with
0: it. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I'm happy with that offseason. Sign Corbin, sign Harper, trade now for you Jeanette.
1: Ha- now you have a Glaber and Uhar left side of the infield.
0: Yeah, they're not allowed to talk to each other. No talking. No talking. That's your only rule. Only when the ball is after the ball hits the bat. In between ball hitting bat and ball going into the pitcher's glove, they're allowed to talk to say, like, I got it, you got it, that stuff. But when the ball's in the pitcher's hands, it's a shut your yaps, young kids.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That just seems, like, really bad when we've talked about how bad the left side of the infield defense is. But we'll see. Yeah.
0: Man, is Andrew Hart's defense going to be terrible next year?
1: I hope not. You know, in my heart of hearts, I I was like, well, this guy clearly has eye hand skill. He can be good. But, dude, after watching Bregman in the playoffs, I was like, fuck. Give me that at third. That's what I like. Go watch Scott Brosius highlights. Uh, Jimmy, don't talk to me about Scott Brosius.
2: John Boy, Jake. It's your boy, Lee Pop, out here in Boston talking Yanks. Listen, man, other than our big offensive runners and scoring position problem this year. My issue is we need to in 2019. There is no excuse to not have Gliber Torres and Miguel Anduar in the top five of the lineup. You know, Anduar batted 297 last year, Gliber 271. But look at, like, the common people we had in the top five. Hicks batted 248. I don't care about his pop. I don't care about how many home runs he's hitting. Garner batted 236, and Gregorius batted 268. There's no excuse not to have these young, all-star, talented players sparking our lineup in the top five of our lineup. We need it next year. We need it to happen more than we need the Red Sox to just suck fat farts this year. All right, boys, let me know what you think. Looking forward to the podcast.
0: All right. uh, From Boston, I I think it said his name was Lee, but Google Translate put his name in as Lollipop. So I'm gonna call him Lollipop from Boston. Lally. Lollipop. Lollipop. Uh, I don't think this is happening, my dude, Lollipop. But I it sounds nice, but like Judge Stanton are gonna be 2 3. Hicks, he doesn't like Hicks batting average. But slide those eyes over to that on base percentage. I think you'll like that as a leadoff hitter. I think so. You got Hicks, Judge Stanton. Um, that's then you're gonna maybe if we sign another lefty my plan is Harper goes there it doesn't work it doesn't work and I like yeah how, uh, my favorite lineups last year were Glaber in the nine hole
1: right I no. I think barring injuries and how the season goes because I'm sure Andrew would get a couple five five hole at bats due to injuries and stuff like that and I I think what Lolly was talking about was that that driving the runners in scoring position problem. So, you know, Hicks's OBP doesn't help you driving in runs in those situations because he's not putting the bat on the ball. He's the run that gets driven in. Right. Um, but they're still talking top five and all that. So, anyways, I think you could see some leadoff Glaber next year. I think that's a serious option uh, against lefties probably. But, hey, if he's balanced, I mean, for his rookie year, if if he can – I mean, Jim, last year he was 271, 340, 820 OPS. This was as a rookie. If he can tick those up a little bit, if he goes 280, 355, that's a pretty good leadoff guy. Andujar, I mean, the problem is what you just talked about. If if we sign a Harper Machado, then it goes, Judge, Harper Machado, Stanton, is Gary back? Um, He's a big factor there. Um and you, it's well known. I'm I'd like Hicks move down the lineup, move the baton. Give me some nine hole Hicks. So who would you have leading off? So you just want Glaber leading off Hicks nine hole? There's a chance, or maybe you go uh you go lefty righty with it. I'm I'm okay with lefty Hicks leading off.
0: Cool. I was looking at some batting lineups from sure. the old Yankee teams in 1954. Oh. Yogi Bearer batted out of the four hole in 149 of the 161 games.
1: Love that. Isn't that crazy? Hope, hope that's two-hole judge next year. And
0: then I checked every
1: single, uh, yeah,
0: right? I checked every single, not every single, I checked all the 10 years surrounding that, trying to find a Yankee who had more appearances in that batting order lineup spot in one single year. Didn't come close. A hundred and fifty times he was the four hole hitter. Jeter must have and, a couple. And must J. have a
1: couple impressive lead off two hole years. No.
0: Yeah, but I think he was always lead off or two hole.
1: Right. Oh, you're you're going okay. You're just going cleanup, cleanup crew.
0: He was the catcher and the cleanup. One hundred and fifty games.
1: Like that. It's pretty insane.
0: All right, next voicemail.
2: Hi, this is Kyle from Connecticut again. Dear the Yankees, how do you not go after Manny M. Bryce? And I get it, luxury tax, money, positions, having to trade players, sign other players, I get all that. But if you look at baseball, people want to say there's a ton of young stars, and great, yes, there is, all those young stars are locked up long-term with the teams they're currently on. Players like Machado and Harper at their age don't come around. It just
0: doesn't. Very rarely are they ever. All right, yeah, so you got to sign them. They're young and, and free. We agree, Kyle. I, I did that whole spiel a couple episodes ago. Got to sign him. Why not sign them right now, right? Yeah, I'm okay with it. But anyway, I was looking this up, Jake. I found something interesting. In 2008, in 2008, the top four spots, Damon appeared in the in the leadoff spot 131 times. Jeter appeared in the two hole 134. Abreu appeared in three hole 140, and A Rod 126.
1: Not bad. That's a one, two, three, four. That's steady for the whole year. That's the most
0: biggest example I've got.
1: Yeah, Jeter's nine. Jeter's ninety nine, one forty five games batted three forty nine out of the two hole two. One four. Uh, what was it? One hundred forty five games. So
0: it still not doesn't beat that Yogi, but that's impressive as hell. I wonder doesn't get
1: I, Yogi, but I'll get there.
0: I wonder who the highest is. Like, do you think there's a guy? Cano? Well, Cano played totally. one hundred and
1: sixty two games one year. But like, I just, I just don't know how recently. But like pre-1980s i bet there's a bunch of guys
0: for all of our guys that listen to this that are stuck in cubicles and they love going on baseball reference as much as me and jake it is a mission whoever finds the first player that batted every single game in the same batting order spot gets a free t-shirt
1: oh dude i don't want to ruin it did you just find it no but it gotta be ripkin right Oh, uh, check
0: Ripken. Okay, Jake will check, check Ripken as we go I'm to the on next Ripken. voice
2: mail. Hey, I'm calling for Talking Yanks. This is Sam from Fayetteville, North Carolina. My question is about the expectation for next year, which for me is a World Series win. Is that a fair expectation? And if we don't meet that expectation, uh, if we don't win the World Series, what changes need to be made? Looking forward to hearing that answered. Thanks. Bye.
0: If we don't win the World Series... Well, yes, the World Series is the expectation, right? Right. If it's not, I don't even understand what you're doing. Right. Um, And what changes need to be made if we don't win the World Series? That's something you got to wait and see, because you cannot win the World Series and need no changes. You just didn't win the World Series. Like, that has happened before.
1: Yeah. I guess... Yeah, that's kind of tough. You say win the World Series. I mean, if we get there and lose, I mean, what, found what, it. What, what do you do with that? I just won a free T-shirt.
0: 1991, Cal Ripken, so you get, a, you get credit. We, it was an assist. 162 games played out of the three-hole every single
1: game. It's not bad. There could be one more recent, though. So if they find that, you get a shot. Okay,
0: so if you, found, if you find someone more recent
1: than 1991. What if this happens a ton? It's common. What if it's just Nelson Cruz does it every year? All right, year? all right. Here's here's
0: the <laughs> here's the contest. A Yankee. Ooh. was okay. a Yankees podcast. It's pretty Jeez, easy. And I to got do another
1: it. big hint.
0: Well, no, we'll see. The most recent, most recent, most at bat, most at bats from one position. It's pretty easy. Because
1: otherwise, do. hint, hint. The guy that was like Ripken, Gehrig. Yeah, I wonder if he was always the same. In, but in that
0: year, Cal Ripken hit three twenty three. With 34 home runs and a 940 OPS,
1: He's he was the
0: he was an All Star, <laughs> Silver Slugger, Gold Glove winner, and MVP. Yeah, I guess that's why he played every single game. In He's <laughs> a good season. <laughs> that, that kind of backs it up.
2: Hey, John boy, Jake, this is Dark Skull. I'm just really depressed right now. The Yankees trade to for. A player to be named later. He's the heart and soul of the team. Why would they do this? Is does this team they're gonna resign Disco Neal? I don't know. I need your guys' help, man. I am in a big state of depression right now. Why would they do this?
0: Why would they do this? Why Dark would they do trolling. this? Dark Skull's trolling.
1: This is a troll call.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, do we have any more voicemails?
1: Mm, goes any? by goes by Dark Skull. Dark Skull
0: all the other voicemails we will move on so i have a history tidbit for you jake
1: history tidbit i wanted
0: to find an old school player
1: you don't have a history tidbit noise
0: oh yeah of course i have a history tidbit noise it's a bike bell okay i'll i'll, I'll fix it i'll fix not it. super flashy but it <laughs> works. it's just the neighborhood kid riding around on his bike saying history tidbit history tidbit history tidbit Do you know who Gil McDougald is? Gil McDougald. That actually sounds familiar. Gil McDougald. Do you know that name? If you're a listener, don't say it out loud because people will think you're crazy, but answer this question with a nod. Do you know who Gil McDougald is?
1: Gil Mac.
0: Gil McDougald would be so many franchises' top ten players. Sure. Maybe top 20. And he's a Yankee and I didn't know his name.
1: And it ends with a D. Yeah, McDougald. You you were saying that, but I just thought that was your your childhood like lisp or something coming out. Well, that's well rude of you. There you go.
0: 1951 to 1960, a 10-year career, he won the rookie of the year his first season and finished ninth in the MVP. Yep. He finished top 20 in the MVP five times he went to one two three four five six all-star games he played second base shortstop and third base at one point he held the record for most double plays from each position he's a Uh, Ben. he played with all the guys from the 1950s mickey mannell roger maris he played with dimaggio one season played in all the world series i think he won five world series He, five World Series, a bunch, or like four World Series, a bunch of pennants and all that shit. This guy, career, it's only 10 years, but it's only 10 years, Jake, because of something interesting. So, first, on May 7th, 1957, Gil, birth name was actually Gilbert, which is a funny name. He was batting against a pitcher named... Herb Score. Nice. Do you know that name? No. Herb Score was a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. Gil McDougald hit a line drive that hit score in the right eye. It caused Score to miss the rest of the 57 and much of the 58 season. While addressing the, the reporters following the contest, McDougald said, if Herb loses the sight in his eye, I'm going to quit the game. Which, I don't know, that seems a little hard on yourself, Gil. Honorable. Anyway, the interesting part is two years later, McDougald was hit in the left ear during batting practice by one of his teammates, and he went deaf. And then he started what? Then he started losing hearing in both ears, and he had to eventually retire because of it. He says that he didn't. There was also a 1960 expansion draft, and his name was eligible, and they he said that didn't come into his decision to retire, but probably did, dude. Sounds like it did. Sounds like it did. I'm leaving because I can't hear anymore and not because I, the expansion draft could hear fine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Are you sure Gil? Yes, I'm sure heard you loud and clear, but anyway, that's crazy. This dude had like a really good 10 years with the Yankees and I had no idea who
1: he was. It's kind of the Andujar argument who got, shout out, got the player's vote for rookie of the year. We'll give him some love there. But baseball, that's what I was saying. Like, baseball's a timeline sport. Like, if you only do it, you know, seven good years for ten years, like, you're kind of, I don't want to say a blip on the radar, but Jimmy in in Cano, who we full circle, Robbie Cano, in his time with the Yankees, so he was 05 to 13, he had a higher war than our boy McDougald.
0: What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again.
1: He had the soundbite ready to go. That's <laughs> a perfect soundbite. Um, so, yeah, and it's just one of those things like, technically with war, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> Cano is listed as a top 20 pl- Yankee all time, but if he never comes back to the Yankees, Cano is just kind of a blip on the Yankee radar. Yeah, but well, yeah, and this dude is because I didn't know his name. But counterpoint, if Cano just racks up some stats for the next five years, he's probably a Hall of Famer. It's true. So, I don't know. That being said, I went to the Minnesota Twins page, and McDougal would have had like a top twelve war, so he probably would be better well better well known in Twins lore. If he's not a Yankee
0: dude, he was surrounded by like legends. The company you keep, man. You play with DiMaggio, Barra, Mantle, Maris, Scourin, Whitey Ford, Don Larson. Yeah. Gill. Tough. His stats that aren't like that impressive. 276 lifetime batting average. That's awesome. 356 on base percentage. He only got intentionally walked eight times. He was good. What's SH? Sacrifice hits. Oh, 19 yep. sacrifice hits in uh, 1957. Different ball game. And so he placed fifth in the MVP voting. Like he was placing in MVP voting over other Yankees who are Hall of Famers and legends. It's pretty wild. And no one knows who you are, Gil. We do now. He died. R.I.P. Fourteen grandchildren. Way to go, Gil. Yo, he was a college. He was a college baseball coach at Fordham University in the seventies. Sure. And deaf. Oh boy, that's like sounds like a sitcom scene. Yeah, like the old coach who played with Dimaggio and Berra, but is deaf. But you gotta trust what he says because he played with fucking
1: Yankees. Oh yeah, but he's deaf. No, coach, we are we already we already did that. Uh, run a mile. He's not blind, Jake. That that's his answer for everything is run a mile. It's good coaching. It's good coaching tactic. It's a good old school coaching tactic.
0: All right, coach. Just picked up all the balls. What are we doing next? Run a
1: mile. Are you talking behind my back? Run a mile. (laughs) We should write that that,
0: that sitcom. Done. The Gil McDougald Show. (laughs) Wrote itself. Couldn't hear, but coached. You know, the jockey of Seabiscuit, my favorite movie, sure. Red Pollard, became a mute in his older years.
1: Yes, you have. I wouldn't know that if I didn't know you. It's, I find it so beautiful. Yeah. And it's so weird. Said everything I need to say. I truly find it beautiful.
0: Yeah, that's that's what's so beautiful. Like, nah, I said everything I need to say. Yeah. And I get, I'm good. Like, his grandchildren would probably get so mad at me for finding beauty in that because they're like, uh, my dad wouldn't talk to my kids. My, right. gr- my grandpa was he was a dick he didn't talk to us but i'm over here like no nah, is fucking beautiful guys <laughs> Op- to opt out of talking when you get old power move it's pretty cool all right that about wraps up this episode of talking yanks thanks to everyone that called in if you want to call in in the future the number is 908-845-5792 i remember it as 908 yogi berra Luke Voigt, Chad Green, Roger Maris, Derek Jeter. Someone tweeted that to me, and, and it's actually worked as a remembrance device. Nice. You got anything left to add, Jake?
1: I don't think so. Uh, if you listen to this, you know you, you got some cold stove out of us, but I think it was good. Hopefully, next bad.
0: episode. Hopefully, on Monday we have, the weekend get, brings us some news. If not, Jake and I will be at the winter meetings. So yeah, tweet so at we, your favorite. We might
1: be the we might be the news.
0: Tweet at your favorite beat reporter or agent or, you know, tweet at Cashman and say, you should go on talking Yanks. Yeah. We'll crowdsource our interviews.
1: That's Two it. hobbits kicked out of winter meetings for biting Brian Cashman's shoe. I'm not, I got kicked out because
0: you bit a shoe. That seems unfair. No, no, no. You bit the shoe. Go Yanks. Go Yanks. Tell him, Grandma.
2: Go Yankees.